0: Live from the historic River Market District in Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River. It's two douchebags and microphone podcast coming straight from your ear holes. Yes, Marie. In three, two, one.
1: Yeah, here's something that uh, caught my attention the other day. Two douchebags,
0: one microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Christopher. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever the hell it is. When you're listening to us. It's two in the morning somewhere. Yeah, and you're stoned off your ass. You're questioning life.
1: We got answers, but they're not the right ones. No,
0: no. (laughs) Matter of fact, whatever we say, do the opposite. That sounds like a good plan. The polar opposite. I mm. mean, not just kind of opposite, the exact opposite of what we say do. Yes. And you'll be fine.
1: We say jump off the cliff, then you better go climb the mountain.
0: That's right. <laughs> so, all right. Christopher, you have some stuff that uh, that you'd like to uh, start talking about. So. Sure, yeah. Um... I have this really
1: bad habit of watching commercials. I mean, I, I hate commercials. I turn the sound down, but they grab my attention sometimes anyway. <laughs> but this one was interesting. It was...
0: That means they're good commercials. You yeah, realize that?
1: that's true. Yeah. Men
0: men pay attention to commercials. Women do not. My wife always tells me, why don't you just ignore him? And, no, that's what Val does all the time. It's like, yeah. turn it. I'm like, no, 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 I like this commercial. <laughs> oh. You know, it's like I have this theory.
1: Yeah,
0: Jamie, uh, the progressive is much better than Flo. Jamie yeah. should be the star, but now they have a merging chick that talks everybody into everything by talking them out of it. Yeah, and she should be the new star.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But they always put Flo in there. It's like, no, she's old high. Get her the fuck out of there. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot of Flo.
0: Yeah, we have. Flo can get the fuck out, and Jamie <laughs> could like you know. Um, it, it was a great character that they developed after Flo. Yeah. And then now they have this new one. And uh, and, the, and then um, and I don't know if the black guy's ever going to do anything there or just kind of be the ancillary guy that likes to fish and yeah. uh, just kind of, like, uh, makes a little quip here and there. And,
1: yeah. There's only been one commercial that kind of featured him where he was daydreaming during a lecture by Flo and everyone yeah. wound up in his happy yeah, place. Yeah, and
0: he's like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, I'm sorry, back to your commercial. Okay.
1: Um, well, the, com- the premise of the commercial was they were showing this, uh, oh, I would say 12-year-old girl who was in a public school. Yes. And everything that could possibly go wrong in your public school was going wrong, uh, with the exception of a school shooter. Um, so there was a kid kicking... <laughs> Give her- it time. Yes. There was a kid kicking your desk. You had a teacher that was flipping out, and you had, let's see bullies in the hallways, uh, lockers that were stuck, just, you know, all the bad things about public school. And uh, then the girl decided she'd had enough, walked out the front door, and then you realize, well, it's commercial for a uh, school at home online service. And it takes you kindergarten through 12th grade, and it's all paid for. Um, It's, I think it's paid for, just like public schools are paid for but it's an at home alternative to sending your kid to what may be a pretty unsafe environment in a public school. So that got me thinking, has, has the time for public schools passed? Is it time to dismantle the whole public school sending your kids to a giant building with a bunch of of other kids? It just doesn't make sense anymore.
0: I have been along this thought for a long time. Yeah. Now, like I've always said, I'm really down the middle. I lean right on some things, left on others. It depends on what it is. Yeah. One thing I lean right on is school choice. So if a school is failing, let it fail. Yeah, I kind of think that too. Yeah, because they're not doing any good anyhow.
1: Maybe we should make homeschooling the norm. Yeah. And if you want to send your kid to one of these public schools, well, I guess you can, but, you know, maybe that should be looked on as odd and
0: strange. My thought is this. You have to have a very elaborate, in-depth system of testing the kids. Mm -hmm. You can't just give them an online course and go, oh, they learned everything, it's good. Yeah. You have to have someone like go to the house and give them this test and to certify that they know everything that a high school graduate should know.
1: Yep. And you don't need to have a building all year round to do those occasional tests. Yes. You can do that in a a meeting room at a hotel. And that will get rid of uh, another
0: nuisance. Yeah. The
1: teacher's union. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And everything associated with public education has been around long enough to be completely corrupt. And yes. be full of people who are just milking the system. Throw it all away. It's old and done with. The Model
0: we, T was a great idea, but we don't use it anymore. Coal, coal-powered locomotives
1: don't tra- take our freight and passengers across the country on rails anymore. It's a we great didn't idea. We did owe them any kind of lifelong uh, no. existence. It's we like, dumped
0: their asses as soon as we found a better system. Yeah, I think I think public schools. It's time to dump
1: their asses. Yeah. and have a better system because you put all these kids together and the idea is well they learn to you know share its diversity and diversity and they learn about other cultures that no they're not they're just kind of trying to survive gangs form um, groups that exclude form yeah. you can learn about other cultures and other diversity by just getting out of your house and going downtown Agreed. or going to any kind of public event there are enough people different from whoever you, see, you want to point to you know just pick a random person in a crowd and you can find 20 people within 10 miles who look different because we have diversity here so you don't need to force it in a school just get out and experience life
0: exactly i mean we look at where we're at right now at the beautiful historic river market district in kansas city missouri close to the beautiful crystal clear blue waters of the missouri river (laughs) that's right and there's diversity everywhere and it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing yeah everybody just kind of doing what they need to do to get along people are mainly polite mainly nice respectful of each other and people generally will do this yeah so um it doesn't need to be forced on anybody no um this also, to me, goes back to the main, what should be the main focus, parenting. Yeah. Parenting. You don't have parenting in the classroom. Mm-hmm. You have parenting at home where it, ex- it should exist, where it should be. Yeah. You instill into your children what you think is right and wrong. You know, there's these uh, free-range children <laughs> everywhere, yeah. and it's just insane. You can't tell who they belong to. Go into a Walmart one time and try to pick the parents out of a lineup. It's not easy. No, no, just like I uh, saw a, a father the other day, his two boys. Oh, hey, look, there's a freezer room. Let's go run in it. Okay, just one time. <laughs>
1: It's a public place where people are, are
0: yeah, shopping. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, huh?
1: <laughs>
0: no, my dad would have said, no. No, 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 no. Next time you're not coming with me. And as a matter of fact, we're going to have a talk about this out in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so these kids run in front of everybody, an old lady, all these other people, almost slip and fall, almost break all this stuff, all these eggs that are in there and stuff. And dad's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and It's like... No, no, you, you are the problem, yeah. not the children. The children don't know better. You should. Do you so, think it would be a good idea to call
1: out someone like that? Like, would, would it do any good for someone to walk up to that guy at that moment and say, you're a bad parent? Would it do any good, you think?
0: No, because they would be too busy defending themselves whether they were right or wrong.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it would make any difference in the kids' lives to see someone telling their parents, you're bad at what
0: you do? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I think it depends on the, the child.
1: Yeah.
0: Because some children, you look at them and they think entitlement all the way. You can mm-hmm. see them, like, I can do this because I'm me. I've been put on a pedestal. I'm the only boy in the last three generations that I'm, I'm yeah. loved, I'm revered.
1: Or they've just been told all their lives that what you want to do is just as important as everybody else. That's the other thing. Which isn't true because if you want to go crash your airplane and everybody else wants to live, then no, what you want to do isn't as important exactly it depends on what you want it's you can't just blanket say everyone has you know the exact same full right to have their opinion shouted from the rooftops
0: and another problem huh? with this is it's not <laughs> just the caravans in quotations yeah it's not just the snowflakes um, yeah it's not just the snowflakes it's every brand and creed of people mm-hmm. that do this yeah they put their children on these pedestals and they can't do any wrong and if anyone ever tries to attempt to tell them they are doing wrong, they flip out and just like all of a sudden the sky is falling. How dare you say that to my child, how dare you say that to me.
1: Yeah, their their child is their whole identity. Yes. Which is which is a horrible burden for your child and a sick way to live your life.
0: Yes. And and also I see parents that are afraid of their children. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, oh no, if I try to discipline him, he's just going to be a dick the rest of the day, he's going to scream and kick animals, it's yep. like, okay, then the day's over. Yeah. The day's over, he goes back in the car, he goes home, he gets in his room without any tablet or anything, uh-huh. and he sits there and he thinks about life for a little while. What? What? <laughs> People want to have children, but they don't want to raise them. No,
1: they don't want the hard work part.
0: No, they just want to have their 2.3 like uh, the guy down the road does. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I know, I know some parents, and I've seen them go through the dilemma of the child's misbehaving. So you say, okay, uh, no video game time, no computer time, no cell phone time. You know, you're cut off from all your media for the rest of the day. Which is a punishment for the kid, mm-hmm. but then the kid makes the parent's life miserable. Well, I can't watch my, my show, I can't play with my phone, then what am I going to do? I'm bored, entertain me. Logs to split. The, the parent would rather do anything rather than spend time with their kid. Bingo. At, or entertain their kid or come up with something constructive to do together. Best,
0: that is one of the best uh, yeah. examples there right yeah. now, that... Depends. Most of it, right there. The is, parent
1: wants to sit the child in front of that electronic babysitter.
0: Well, that's how come all these SUVs have these uh, DVD screens players, in the screens, back. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, we got to keep Junior, got to keep him shut up so we can talk. That's it. It's not because you care
1: for your child; it's because you want your child to shut the fuck up when they're in the back seat.
0: Exactly. That's why
1: you buy those rear seat DVD screens. Not because you love your kid, but no, you can't stand, stand to hear your kid's voice while you're driving. It's
0: a protection tax. Yep. It's like here you go, watch this you'll shut up and I won't have to deal with you
1: yep yep So homeschooling would would pretty much force parents to deal with their own children and how they behave more. Yes, which is can only be a good thing?
0: I, I think it would be uh, parents would be more intertwined, more um, more emotionally connected and form support groups.
1: Yes. You know, mom over here talks with dad over there and says, how do you handle it when your 8-year-old refuses to whatever? And they say, well, here's what we've tried.
0: Here's the pictures of the bloody stub, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, The more I think
1: about it, the, the less sense it makes to keep pouring money and effort. And, oh, my God, just so much money. Into public schools, and it's not going to fix it, not going to get better. You've got to learn when to stop beating that dead horse and start riding a camel instead.
0: um, Another thing is, what about privatizing it? And here, I'll give you an example. I'm mixed about this because privatizing a lot of things aren't good. Like when they privatized some prisons, all of a sudden the prison rate went way up in that district because they needed people in there to make money. So that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Or, or you know, or at Privatized least our corruption doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a good idea because then they'll be trying to stick kids in there no matter what. Yeah. You know, the flunking out, we don't care. To pass them anyhow. Because I had that growing up in my school district. Is, is let's say uh, the school district had two thousand kids, uh-huh. but the, I think it was much less than that. They went to one nine nine nine. All of a sudden, like of one A. Older
1: just fell from the sky.
0: Yeah. Oh God! I think the world's over. There's five or six of them. Oh shit! Well, one just missed this year. That's crazy. Um, If they went to one nine 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 or whatever or something like that, one nine nine nine, all of a sudden they're in a different classification with much less tax money to work. Yeah. So they couldn't have that one person dropping out. Mm Mm-hmm. So. They would do whatever they could to get that kid to come in. And I watched it firsthand. They're just like, oh, just sit in the room. You'd have that same thing going on.
1: Yeah. Only worse. Pretty much when you have money as the incentive, that works for the person giving the money and the individual person receiving the money. doesn't work at all for anybody else. Yeah. Well, so I... if, you, if you privatize the school, then the government will get a break because they don't have to spend the money the private companies will set up a system which looks good on the surface and makes them the most money as quickly as possible. Yes, and that's all you're going to have. Schools really will become just a place to warehouse your kids that's and right. pay for the privilege. Yeah. I mean, if if think about privatizing as would you want someone to privatize the fire department where you had to pay a monthly subscription and then you had to call and ask if they, you know, can I please make an appointment for you to come put my house fire out tomorrow or maybe the next week you know, because a private company, privatized they don't have to obey the same rules as a public utility does they make up their own rules, what is proper
0: and then they get hamstrung by other rules also, Yeah. governmental rules, it's like look We know this handicapped person can't, like, grab a guy and save him, but he's got to be there because he's part of a quota. Yeah. So that would probably raise your rates in the first place. Yeah. Insurance would go up when you have uh, three or four people that couldn't do the job, but you had to have them there because of a quota. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think, really, the best answer is homeschooling. Uh And I think it should be tax credits to do it. That you way you have an incentive?
1: We don't We don't send people to a big school to learn how to operate their cell phones or navigate a, a computer screen. That's right. That's something you learn from other people. you pick up from your friends, your parents, and you become perfectly well skilled at it. Mm-hmm. You know you don't we don't send people to big schools to learn how to drive a car. People just do. you know they learn. You know, their parents teach them. Other people teach them. We can do the same thing with pretty much the public school curriculum, and we also could have a more tailored curriculum. You know, if your kid wants to study religion, and you want that he wants to study this religion but not that, then you don't have to take the whole classroom through it that one student can study what they want. You can say, you know, your student needs, you know, to study a foreign language. Right now it's like French or Spanish. That's kind of it. But why not say, you know, any foreign language will do. You're studying on your own if you want to learn Hindu.
0: Do it. Yeah, do it. And it'll be a part of your curriculum. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: You get the same credit as somebody who learns Spanish or somebody who learned German or and somebody who learned Japanese.
0: You can, target your, you can target your ethnicity, too. You know, you can target where, you know, what you want. Let's say uh, that you have relatives. Like, you know, I have relatives in Canada and Greece. Uh, the, the ones in Canada speak uh, English, of course, but the ones in Greece, a lot of them don't. But it'd be great to be able to speak to them and have that option in school to learn it.
1: Yeah. So... Well, I think we would get better-educated kids, more-involved parents, and probably better young adults as a result. But the sticking point is: can't you imagine a whole country full of parents saying, "What? Me give up free time to get involved in my kid's life?" Hell, no. That's the
0: biggest issue to me.
1: That is. I think that is the biggest issue. I
0: think if there is enough of a groundswell, you could probably find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. But I think that most people think about it, and go, "Oh, wait a minute." Uh-uh. Yeah. But who's doing that? Me? Uh-huh. No, 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 no. no.
1: <laughs> I have to give up my social media time to yeah. run I, over spelling yeah. words. I can't go out, of the, out to the bar and drink because I we have to study for a book
0: report. I have my podcast every Monday, for God's <laughs> sakes. Yeah. How am I going to get that done with a little fucking rugrat fucking poking at
1: me? Yeah. And then think of the social pressure relieved when you're not trying to look the part you go to school and you're trying to you know physically fit in the way you look the way you act the way you dress the way you speak none of that would matter if you're not going oh, to this yeah. giant public school be where you the, can be judged on all these things. We could be giving
0: them the Indian sunburns and shit and calling them a nerd.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what big brothers are for, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ellen <laughs> Urkel pants. I think we should say Native American sunburns.
0: Oh, no. I'm sorry, Native American yes. sunburns. And then have the wet towels and smack them on the ass with it yes. till it bleeds. Oh. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Yeah, except when you're the littlest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Thank God I was never the littlest one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So That was my thought on public schools. I, I love that thought. I mean, right. I, I think it's probably the smartest step we could take as a nation, yeah. educational-wise, to save, I think, generations coming up. Yeah. Will it ever get done? No.
1: Now, the, the conspiracy theorist part of me says that there will be people who don't want to let go of the public school system because that's a good way to, if not indoctrinate, then at least influence or track what people were thinking, believing, current trends. I'm sorry, back
0: in the 70s, when I was going to grade school, I remember the teachers being very liberal then. Mm-hmm. I could only imagine what it's like now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure a lot
1: of public school teachers have a real us-versus-them mentality.
0: Oh, I, yeah, I think it's worse now than it used to be. Yeah. And I used to hear the martyrism about, we don't get any money, we get left behind. And it's like, just give me my fucking book and tell me what I'm supposed to study. I don't need to hear about anything else. And yeah. I shouldn't hear about anything else.
1: Yeah. It, it did surprise me when I started learning when like how much how little teachers get paid. Uh, on, on TV, they're usually you know shown as you know well dressed, and they've got a nice car and a nice house, etc. But of course, that was back when I believed that TV showed anything realistic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> No, you're right, and that is another problem, too. And, it, and one of the problems is is our focus on what we think is important and what we pay people that yeah. we think are important.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I, I heard several people that uh, got out of being the police force because they could make more money at Honeywell, a lot more money, and not worry about coming home at night. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Honeywell pays very well and has good benefits and uh, they love like the uh, army navy armed forces and they also love police force to come work for them they, yeah. they look for them specifically they're a defense contractor
1: yeah they've been around for a long time
0: yeah because they know these people have clean records usually uh, disciplined usually disciplined and it works well for them yeah so you know I, these three people in particular i know we're like, you know, I'm going to go to Honeywell and get out of this line altogether because I want to come home every night. Yeah. Know? So same thing. I mean, if you really wanted to focus in on it, you could make things different in everywhere by the way you do everything, the standards that you do, yeah. the uh, the education that you teach, the process that it goes through to make these people who you need them to be Oh, shit, you're in trouble, aren't you? you at and uh, at, 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 and at any rate, I mean, everything could be done better, but I think the problem is, is nothing is in... They haven't even, even entertained the idea. To make things better, yeah, they just accept what's going on as the way it is, yeah, and that's the most yeah. frustrating part. Is it? mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's part of it's the mentality of well, we've always done it this way. Why should we change? and yeah. another part of it is we're making money doing it this way. Why wouldn't we screw with that?
0: Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you
1: know, it's easy to sound like you're a big conspiracy theorist, but it's it, to me, it just seems like common sense. We're in a, com- a completely capitalistic society where the more money you get, the better off you are. So why isn't everyone out just to get as much as they can? You know, there are some people with, con- with a good conscience and want to be good people, but there are a lot of people that just want the money.
0: And then there's the people that go in with a good conscience and, yeah. they get, uh, and they get changed by the amount of thievery and... and uh-huh. And lies and what-have-you mm-hmm. of the whole system the corrupt system and you know, they're just like you know I'm not getting anything done anyhow
1: yeah food banks is a good example mm-hmm. they expect the people working the food bank to steal the best stuff and they don't do anything about it in fact they give them time to go ahead and pilfer all the best stuff when it comes in because they know they're gonna do it anyway Wow. I've, I've talked with people who work at food banks. They say, oh, yeah, we get a shipment in. All us volunteers go through. We pick out all the best stuff, the stuff we want, and we go stick it in our cars. And the rest of the stuff gets on the shelf. Actually,
0: I knew a volunteer, and I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, all the salamis and all that stuff is gone right off the bat. Yep. Yeah. Because salamis, uh, you know, they, they don't have to be refrigerated, and it's good meat, and it tastes great.
1: Uh-huh. Valuable. Valuable, yeah. Yeah. So. When I... When I Carried mail. I, I did a route that uh, there was a church that had um, day-old bread, mm-hmm. and they told me every day, you know, just go ahead and grab some, you know, take a couple of bags, you know, just whatever you want. It's like, no, I get a paycheck. I'm not yeah, going to I'm not going to walk out of here with with. Free bread that's intended for people who are genuinely hungry, and they're like, "No, seriously, you know, the other carrier always takes something. Go ahead and take something." I never did.
0: I wouldn't either. I would and, not feel right
1: about that. Yeah. I'd be like, "You and know, you, what? Ev-
0: I, I got everything I need, really." Yeah.
1: You know, eventually this woman said, "You know, we throw away so much because we can't give all of it away, and it goes stale, and we wind up throwing it away. So that's why I'm telling you, you should go take something." I I still couldn't. I just... I didn't feel right.
0: And also, we live in a society that we bleached food because they was afraid it was going to go bad and make the homeless sick.
1: Yeah. (laughs) pour bleach all over it. What kind of a
0: fucking moron.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, you know what? Here, guys. Here's food. If it makes you sick, we're sorry. Sign this form. Yeah. But you're welcome to this three-day-old pizza... You know, you're welcome to this uh, um, four-day-old chicken noodle soup. (laughs) But if it makes you sick, you signed this form, and we're sorry. But we think it's good. We've done everything we could to ensure that it's good. It's been properly refrigerated and heated up. Instead of bleaching it all and going, no, we can't take the risk of you getting sick. That's just... Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's
1: It becomes more about the liability of doing something than whether it's the right thing to do.
0: Well, I mean, if you cover your bases, you know, and have them all sign a consent form, then the hungry can eat it. And they just take their chances, and the chances of it being bad if it's handled right are very small.
1: Well, I, I have heard a successful defense used in a situation like that saying this person is hungry... He's under duress, he'll sign anything to get food, mm. so he, it's not fair to make him sign this waiver and give him food that you knew might be spoiled, but that's how they get around shit like that. Oh. Well then, okay so then. if you're trying to help somebody in need, then their need, by definition, means any waiver they sign doesn't work.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well then, okay, I get it then.
1: Yeah, the, see, the liability lawyers... Are the ones who screwed it up for so many things. Of course. And I really hope there's a special place in hell for them full of broken glass Boy, I would and, think so. and butt plugs and belt sanders.
0: Oh, like Mr. Creepy will be down there. Yeah, there we yeah. go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. There's nothing a good liability a lawyer can't fuck up for
0: everybody. Oh, I know. Hey, Mr. Creepy, you around? <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Just saying hi. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh, right, man. He, boy man. Well, I tell you, he's a he's a, a He's a hard pill now, and he guys? He is.
1: He's toughened up a little bit. He's he used to be a pushover, but yeah, now he's. He's turned on us. Yeah. Yeah. That makes him just slightly Especially more. Last
0: podcast, you hear what he said about small podcasters? I boy, did, man. Boy, he was a dick. <laughs>
1: he was letting letting us have it. I guess us, since we're mm. small podcasters. Uh, so. Oh, uh,
0: it was aimed at us. <laughs> yeah. It was aimed at us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, yeah. it was it was interesting to hear. I'll put it that way. It's, uh, you know, it's, and he was right on a number of things. I'll give him that. Oh yeah,
0: that that's the sad thing was he's 100 percent correct on a yeah. lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> he could have said it differently. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's this new study that suggests spiders use just like humans. Oh. Yep. Footage oh. uh, taking a baby jumping spider showed patterns that looked a lot like sleep cycles. The spiders twist with parts of their eyes flickered. I huh. guess all eight of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. All eight of
0: them flickered. I don't know. I mean, yeah. how do they do that?
1: I, mean, I think some, I'm, I'm not sure about this, but I think some of those eyes move and some are fixed in place.
0: Um, well, it gets to that. Oh, it gets okay. To that. Researchers describe this pattern as a REM sleep, uh, and like um, REM is like rapid eye movement.
1: Like when you're dreaming.
0: Yeah, when you're dreaming, and that is uh, classified as a deep sleep. In humans, um, you know, it's it's a phase of sleeping, uh, and the brain lights up with activity when the, you have this REM sleep. Yeah. And it's closely linked to dreaming, of course. So um, I have a couple of questions. Number one, spiders have a brain. Is that what they're saying?
1: Yeah, I, I it's. It's different from like a human brain. It's much it's much simpler. Yeah, it would um, have to be. Like you get down to earthworm level, it's not really a brain. It's more just like a cluster of neurons or
0: that kind of like functions and what it needs yeah. to do to survive, and then that's it. So I'm not sure. It it doesn't wake up and go. Hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do today. Yeah. It like wakes up and looks for predators and. Yeah, it and, runs
1: mostly on instinct.
0: Yeah, it was like seeing if they caught a uh, fly overnight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Pretty simple brain. You get down to like amoebas, they don't have brains.
0: No, there's no reason for them to. I mean, no. they're just kind of, yeah. Number two, what do they dream of? I
1: don't know. The they fly dream of juicy a- flies? The <laughs> one that got away?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn it, I had this horse fly. That son of a bitch was there screaming in pain. <laughs> I walked over there and it broke the web loose and it got away. Huh? sure to use 12-pound test. Dang it. (laughs) Other animals, including birds and mammals, have been shown to experience REM sleep. Creatures like spiders have never been studied before. Mm. You know why, don't you?
1: Because nobody cared? Nobody gave an ounce of shit.
0: (laughs) 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 Many species similar to spiders don't have movable eyes. So there's the answer Mm. to your question. Okay. Like bugs, probably a lot of bugs don't. I know a praying mantis doesn't because their head spins. Right,
1: they move their whole their entire yeah, head. Yeah,
0: I've witnessed this. Yeah,
1: flies—they like have those compound eyes, yeah. so they have like you know facets of their eyes that are pointing in a number of different directions. So like they just have to turn their head too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like a praying mantis, eyes don't move, but the head can do a 360, and it can slap the piss out of an approaching spider without the spider knowing it. Yeah, I mean. Are bad. And, I know this because I used to set up um, epic events between praying mantises and spiders. Oh, kid? Oh, it was great. The mantis would usually win because its reach and its deception. Yeah. The praying mantis basically would stand there and look the other way and act like you didn't know the spider was approaching it. So there was something that I noticed when I used to pit these two against each other because I was an evil little fuck. (laughs) And they had nothing else to do. Yeah you put them a certain amount of feet away or whatever it was and they wouldn't they didn't care yeah they're just kind of like a hey i see him but he's not close enough and i don't want to deal with it you know so they'll stay over there now if you put them within a certain proximity then it became like a red light and they'd be like oh now i got to do something because this thing is too close
1: Yeah.
0: yeah So the praying mantis would be looking the other way, you know. I mean, if you're a person, you'd be whistling and looking at your phone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I mean, you didn't usually catch it. You usually just seen, like, a, a flash, and the spider tumbled. Mm. And when the spider tumbled, that gave the mantis enough time to whip around and pounce on it mm-hmm. and start killing it. Yeah. Now, occasionally a spider would win, and that's when the mantis... Um, didn't have good enough depth perception, uh, uh, you know. Perception. Perception, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Thank you. And would, uh, <laughs> and would miss. Wow. And then the spider would pounce on him and start stinging him with poison, and then that would be it. Yeah. All of a sudden the mantis would become immobilized and just sit there, and then, you know, the spider won. The thing about a jumping brown spider won a couple of times against it because it could jump on him. Yeah. But the thing I noticed about spiders did not eat mantises. They would just kill them. And then they would leave. Now, they, they would, you know, they would suck the blood out of spiders and other insects, but they would never touch a mantis except to kill it huh. because some asshole like me pinned them against each other. Yeah. You know, and then a lot of times on the jumping spiders, after the first smack of it survived it, a jumping spider would jump the other way and just leave. Yeah. It's kind of like, nope, this guy's hardcore. I'm not doing it.
1: <laughs> he bails on the whole situation.
0: Yep. So, Funny,
1: I wonder if mantises just taste bad to the spider, or... I don't know. I mean, they, they have toxic. blood. Huh. There are some insects that you know don't get eaten because they're toxic.
0: Maybe it's that. Yeah. Could be as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, there's this French scientist, right? Yeah. And he's trolling on Twitter by claiming a slice of chorizo was a distant star. Okay. (laughs) A French scientist has apologized after claiming a photo of Spanish chorizo was actually Proxima Centauri, the closest star to the Sun. (laughs) Last Sunday, the physicist Annette Klein tweeted a photo of a round, red object on a black background. He claimed was taken from the James Webb Space Telescope. Well, that's hilarious. I know. I looked at the image. It did look like a distant star. And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, if I would have never read this, I'd be like, hey, that's that proximity star, man. Look at that thing. Cool. (laughs) I'm Um,
1: surprised they didn't see the face of Jesus on it somewhere, you know. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, the thing I want to know is, let's go a little bit further. What would be the motive of that guy doing that? He's obviously very intelligent, right?
1: Yeah. What would
0: prompt him to go, hmm,
1: Let's see if I can get people to believe this outrageous horse shit. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah.
0: I think it's general stupid, uh, general stupidity that he was sitting there shaking his head going, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck these guys good. Watch this. I'm going to make them believe a slice of chorizo.
1: Believe anything on the internet.
0: Yep. I think that's what he was doing was like, hey, check this out, guys. You probably had his other nerd buddies there, and he's like, hey, guys, come here. Watch this. <laughs> what does that look like to you? Oh, the, that looks like at one star. Yeah, hey, I'm going to post this. We're going to act like it came from the uh, telescope. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, I, thought, I thought it was mainly this was making fun of people. So... <laughs> Anyhow, I, I wanted to mention that because I really loved that little prank. I yeah. thought <laughs> that was great. Hey, uh, Your turn. Take the table.
1: They're, they're catching on to us with our, uh, our pranks. Yes. Uh, pretty soon somebody at NASA will be accused of being the mad shitter.
0: You know what? I need to pass the torch on. <laughs> yeah. I've been the mad shitter for what? Let's see. Since the 95? You've, you've had a good run. I've had a really good run as a mad yeah. shitter. I think it's time to just go ahead and yeah. take the belt off and give it to the next guy you know? <laughs> pass it on the good thing is you don't even have to shit anywhere all you gotta do is walk in that place Right. they'll right. anoint you the mad shitter <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. so what else is on your mind alright how about some horrible questions Christopher I enjoy those so much I Me really do, do. <laughs> I do too alright number one how would you know if someone manipulated your memory?
1: Oh, if they did a good enough job, I guess you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. You would have to set up some things, you know, in advance as fail safe, you know, yeah. in, you know in case but then you'd have to know what somebody might be erasing or augmenting. Wow.
0: Well, like if someone's not talking to you suddenly and someone manipulated your memory, uh-huh. you'd have to unravel what happened, and then that person may not want to talk to you. Yeah. And it'd be like, well, you did this. You know, they're not going to say that. They're going to go, get away from me, man. I uh-huh. hate you. Yeah. And you're like, what did I do? And it's like, oh, you know what you did. Uh-huh.
1: Wow. I'm not. Yeah, I don't think there is a way to, to really know if your memory's been altered. People will just put it down as you know, I meant I remembered incorrectly. And, and
0: then you're a real dick because you won't acknowledge what you did. Yeah. You'll constantly ask them what you did, and you're rubbing it in their face, and they're mad in hell because you won't know, you won't even admit to it.
1: That's probably all these people in prison who are claiming they didn't do it. But clearly they did. Their memories have been altered, and they just don't remember doing it. I
0: think they have a court case. I think so, too. That's when that, uh... De Pasquale? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this. Yeah, I've got this. You have manipulated memory. I've got this. <laughs> I want to watch someone like, when he's school a commercial, come by. Well, you'll never see it, because I'll it out. And like take it like a squirt gun full of chocolate and just spray his face. While he's, <laughs> I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: pudding dump over his head.
0: I want to find out if that's actually Matt Mike De Pasquale or not. That could be just just like some actor, yeah. you know, to play the role. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, is the guy from the uh, sighting company the call now guy? Is that really him?
1: Probably not. That's probably just some guy they dragged off the street, gave him a quart yeah. of Mad Dog 2020, yeah, just, and said, here, do our commercial. Just do Call Now. <laughs> yes. So bad that it
0: pisses people off, it's ingrained in their fucking, in their soul. Oh, it is. Yeah. Jerry O'Neill.
1: There. Uh, yeah. There we go. See, it works. We yeah, remembered his yeah, name. Yeah, I remembered his name. Continental
0: yeah. Siding. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See, I remember it because I'm never going to buy siding from Me them. neither. I don't want to see that guy. No. Oh, no. I don't want I don't want him to use any money he makes from me to make more of those commercials. Matter
0: of fact, if he passes away and goes to hell, I'm pretty sure all he's going to hear in hell is
1: "Call now,
0: <laughs> <laughs> slow, fast, intermediate, over, looped, over and over,"
1: while he's getting his ass tattled.
0: Yeah, and he's going to beg for the like the uh, the hot chamber. He's like, "No, just go ahead and put me in the heat, okay? To <laughs> get me away from this, please." No. You must listen to yourself over and over and over.
1: Until everybody who suffered has forgotten all about you.
0: Yes. Which is gonna take generations. Yes. Because there's kids that are three that'll remember your fucking voice. <laughs> That's right, Jerry. You're in hell. So call now.
1: Long distance rates may apply. <laughs>
0: People over two have to sign a consent form. Yeah. Yeah. Please look both ways before crossing the road. People are fucking stupid, we know. That's how come we have to do all these disclaimers. 2.5 APR at first and after 10 weeks.
1: professional driver on closed course. Yes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you see is not what you actually get. Yes. What you actually get looks more like a pile of shit. Yes. We apologize for any inconvenience, but you wouldn't buy it if we showed you the actual shit. Yes. 3.2 rates apply. <laughs> number 3. Okay. <laughs> what is the highest number anyone has counted? Oh my. Is a trillion even really, is, there really is a trillion,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is, because the government
0: owes, well, we owe because of the government.
1: Yeah, they have to keep inventing higher numbers to, uh...
0: Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I think it's going to be rewritten every now and then. But counted would mean they'd have to go from one, two, three, right? Yeah. Is that the way I read it? The way it sounds?
1: yeah. Because there, there, there are numbers, e- enormous numbers that exist in theory. Yeah, but, but getting to them. Yeah, I mean, if you were to write that number on a piece of paper, there isn't enough matter in the universe to make a piece of paper that big to write that number down on. That's how big the number is. But and, no one could ever count that high.
0: No, and does it have to be consecutively?
1: I would say so. You can't, like, skip the white threes. Or,
0: I'm going to say 50,000. I think someone could make it to fifty thousand in like a day and a half, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I I'd I'd probably go with fifty thousand or so. I mean, we'll have
0: to look up the answer because I didn't. But I mean, I don't see anyone going further than that.
1: Yeah, because you'd have to stay awake and keep counting, so you'd run into about about ten days before you die from lack of sleep. Yeah. So how fast can you count for 10 days? That's probably about the number. So, yeah, I'd say 50,000, 60,000, somewhere around in there.
0: Somewhere in there, I think, is probably the highest anyone's ever counted. And I think it's just out of sheer being a dick, nothing else. They had no reason to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, hey, I'm going to count to 50,000. I'm not moving until then. Be real, yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> dumbass.
0: I'm going I'm to go get, go about get, my
1: day, but good luck. Get your astronaut diaper on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So okay, I'm gonna say fifty thousand. You say fifty thousand. Okay. This is a good one, because I had to think about this a lot, and I still don't have a definite answer. But it really makes me think. Mm-hmm. What characteristics would your nemesis have?
1: Oh, your nemesis. Oh, my nemesis. Yes. Coincidentally, I just watched uh, Star Trek Nemesis yesterday, which was a mediocre cool. movie. Uh, let's see. My nemesis would... Was... Did it have the,
0: the, uh, the, um, slime, devil?
1: the, no, the slime Devil? No. The
0: Denovan Slime Devil? No,
1: and no green slave women either. No? Okay. Yeah.
0: We're let's... thinking about you, John. <laughs> Anyhow,
1: go ahead. Uh, well, let's see. My... I hope
0: he listens. He might not. I don't yeah, know. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Well, I think my nemesis would probably be clever, quick, Uh, He would hate the things I love, so he would hate music. Um, He would be cruel and unfair, probably. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good
0: nemesis. Okay, I went a little bit different. Yeah? I think my nemesis would have a lot of my characteristics. Hmm. And the reason is, is because I go over my stuff so much in my head... I don't want to hear them from anyone else.
1: Well, that's true. That's true.
0: And I think that my nemesis would be more like me than more not like me.
1: Yeah. I was kind of going arch enemy instead of nemesis. I guess I would kind of.
0: Arch enemy would be exactly that. But nemesis, I think, would have enough of the stuff that I don't want to hear about because I go over it enough. Yeah. Now, you know, I mean, um, you know, just casual likes and stuff like music and stuff like that's great. Yeah. You know, but. Like, some of the quirkiness and stuff like that that, like, I just, I know is in myself and I don't necessarily, like, really love or, you know, or really care about that much. Mm -hmm. I think that my nemesis would have a lot of that. Yeah. And then that being kind of thrown in my face would irritate me. And it would be very psychological and people would be like, how come he doesn't like him? They're just alike.
1: Yeah, your nemesis would, would be the person who took the, made the choices you didn't make exactly and became a slightly different person because of it
0: yes because i've known people like that yeah you know cracking odd stupid jokes when they do it it's not funny when i do it it is yeah yeah so i as much as it hurts and kind of hurts my ego to say this but i think my nemesis would have 70 percent of my traits with 30 percent that i couldn't stand that
1: makes more sense yeah That sounds very nemesis-y.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this goes along Star Trek about how they would do it. Captain Kirk's nemesis would probably have most of his characteristics except for two or three. Yeah. And the two or three would be ones that he couldn't stand.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the worst parts about you magnified and the best parts about you suppressed.
0: Yes, and that would drive me fucking insane and I I I would hate that that person. And I'd probably go around protesting him when everyone else loved him.
1: And that like, wouldn't oh, necessarily That would yeah, cuz that wouldn't necessarily be a, an automatically hateable person from everybody's perspective. No. But from your per- personal perspective, that would just be like the worst worst possible. Exactly. So the, yeah, that does define an nemesis pretty well.
0: Yeah. So that so we both agree that our yeah. nemesis would probably have 70% just like us, 30% of the stuff we can't stand. That mixed together would make us protest and hate this person to no end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that brings to mind the expression is when you don't like someone, you think there's something about that person I don't like about myself. Exactly. So, yeah. Because the
0: stuff I don't like, I know I don't like, and it's no big deal. It's like, well, you know, that guy is into an ass car. I'm not really into it. He's cool, but I just can't hang around him because he's watching a bunch of cars go around and fucking turn left. And, and and, man, you know, I'm watching football, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that type of thing.
1: Yeah. So, right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you think a short person can talk down to a tall person?
1: Yes. I
0: think so. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. As a matter of fact, this uh, old supervisor used to stand on something when he was on his pulpit. And I don't even think he realized he did it. Like there'd be a pallet around, and he'd stand on a pallet and go, Oh, and we need to do it, and all this. I'm thinking that little fucking napoleon bitch I almost got him a step stool and every time he went on his little fucking tirade I go grab and go here hang on hang on little guy
1: off from a piggyback ride yes like master blaster
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of those little hydro lift chairs <laughs> how tall do you want to be sir I'm going to be 11 foot today. Okay, hang on. Oh, all I can get is 10 and a half.
1: <laughs> Everyone must stare up my nose and look at my nose hairs.
0: Yes, because that's what everybody does to a god.
1: They look at their nose hairs.
0: So, yeah, I agree 100%.
1: That can happen.
0: Here's one that's a little bit psychological, but maybe there's a simple reason or maybe there's no reason. Why do you think a boxing ring is square? Huh. I think I know why.
1: Maybe because it's just simple? I think But I, it, I, I could see originally fights would just, you know, you just get a ring of guys surrounding so the box,
0: they call it a boxing ring, but it's a square. Okay, I don't know why they call it a ring. Maybe because they ring a bell? Could be. To start it? But here's my theory on it. Yeah. If you didn't have four corners to where someone could subject themselves to, uh-huh. the, these boxing matches, a lot of them would not last past the first round. When you get someone in a corner and you start beating the shit out of them, they stop it. And they make oh, okay. you guys break up.
1: Okay, I see. yeah, I see your point. If it was round, then they'd just be you know chasing each other yeah, around, and, wailing and on And then each the other. guy
0: that's obviously better would have him beat in no time. There's no way, there's no way you can plan a strategy, in mm-hmm. my opinion, It's kind of like, okay, when you start getting in trouble, your only hope is to rope-a-dope him, get him more out, and then hit him with a couple, and maybe you can stun him, and maybe you can take him down from there. It's been done before. I mean, Buster Douglas with Mike Tyson, you know, it has been done before. David does take down Goliath occasionally.
1: Yeah, That does make sense. Give, Give a spot where someone can get pinned and trapped. And yeah. two, they have two neutral corners, and then one corner for each of them. That's why they call it
0: the sweet science, is because it's a lot science. It's like, look, this guy's going to come at you aggressively. He's very aggressive, so you got to use the corners. Right? Yeah. Every time you use the corners, you're wearing him out, mm-hmm. because you have yourself successfully blocked, but he's throwing all these punches trying to get that one in on you. Yeah. So you let you let him go in and exert all that energy. Sixth round, you come in and you start getting aggressive. Yeah. Because by that time, they start studying his arms, and his arms aren't as far up as it used to be to protect his face because he can't. He's yeah. ran out of energy.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't even realize it that he's not...
0: No, he thinks he's doing the same thing, but he's actually not. His knees are a little wobbly, so if you hit him, normally you wouldn't have a chance of knocking him out, but if his knees are wobbly, you can knock him to the ground.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, okay.
0: Yeah, so I think that the corners... Are a strategy that you can't take away from boxing because if not, yeah. the superior athlete in a, in a circle would just beat the shit out of the other guy because he has nowhere to go.
1: Yeah. And it would really become a race. The guy, you know, one be yeah. chasing each other around, around and around. And, and it throwing. would be boring. Yeah.
0: It would be boring as hell. Yeah. It's like, look, that guy keeps running and that guy can't hit him. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, so I think the ring is more like. They ring the bell.
1: Yeah.
0: Or maybe it even goes back to like a three ring circus or something. I don't know. But I think that the ring has nothing to do with the actual, where they fight. Yeah. The square, whatever, you know, the, whatever. So, Hmm. have you had an extremely bad haircut?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, I had one that was unintentional because I grabbed a razor comb instead of a regular comb and started, you know, combing big chunks of hair out of my head. That took a while to grow out. And then as far as intentional haircuts, there was a while where I had a a, a power mullet. I mean, it was quite the mullet. Fortunately, not a lot of pictures have survived from then. But those are probably my two worst haircuts.
0: I had a really bad haircut too I've had a couple of them And it depended on the hairdresser's day It's yeah. like um, Love the hell out of her But every now and then It's like she had a brain fart yeah. And I mean It may not have been a bad haircut to anyone else They might have thought is acceptable to me I hated it mm-hmm. it, 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 just, it, it just Didn't look uh, Right
1: yeah. yeah. It didn't
0: look right for my head It, it, it looked yeah. horrible and then I go in there a month later, a month and a half later, when it's grown out, and I get a good haircut. I eventually just ended up leaving because, mm-hmm. you know, one bad haircut in like seven is too many. Yeah. Because you got to let that shit grow out or it. Yeah, shaving.
1: you got to live with it for too long.
0: Yeah. And then um, the uh, barber down at the um, three blocks away growing up mm-hmm. in Northeast was always drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and you go in there and. Uh, and you'd see him when you walk in the door all of a sudden throwing something down and you know he just like took a swig out of something he like capped it up and threw it in there and anyhow he used to cut my ear all the fucking time oh oh yeah nice guy you're like (laughs) you'll be be okay boy you'll be okay let me get a piece of tape for that they fucking tape your ear up everything could be uneven and dad didn't care Mom told, uh, told him to go get my hair cut, and that's what he did. He yeah. didn't give a shit what it looked like. He's like, look, the boy got his haircut. Leave me the hell alone. I'm like, I look like a fucking chimpanzee with uneven hair, you fucking yeah. asshole.
1: So. I remember getting one cut where the guy gave me a style that, in order for it to look any kind of halfway decent, I would have to style it every single day and use product to get it to hold in place. And it's like... I'm a teenage guy. I just he, want to wash or run a towel over. He gave and go. you a
0: gay male haircut. I think so. Yeah. It's no, like I've been. I was given one hair of them too. Yeah. And
1: the, mm-hmm. you know, except spending two hours in the bathroom
0: fixing. my No, I don't want that. I was given one of those too, and the guy told me, "Oh yeah, yeah, you got to take this part, and put it up with gel. This part lays down," and I'm like, "Uh." Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I told him. I said, "Go over that." Get it somewhere where I fucking rub a towel over my head and shake it a little bit, and that's where it's at.
1: Yeah, yeah, just not yeah. that in, not that and, much and, into hair care. Nothing
0: against gays at all, man, but uh. they want to spend that much time on how they look. I don't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And so. that's fine, man. They look great. I don't. But you learn,
1: you know, yeah, learn your customer. I mean.
0: <laughs> no, that's why I felt too. Is like, do I look like the type of guy who wants to spend an hour on my hair? Yeah. No. Yeah. So just. Go with it. this one's funny because I just went ahead and wrote it down, almost didn't. What is the least important thing you're doing right now? Let's see breathing is important, your heart yeah. your heart beating is important, your blood flowing. Probably this podcast. Yeah, I guess the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> because of that, I put it in. I'm like, okay, well, I got to think about it. Breathing's very important. Blood flow, heartbeat, you know, moving your extremities so they don't go yeah. to sleep. That's important.
1: Scratching a little place
0: on my forehead, but you know, it itches. So yeah, yeah, so important that's important. It's more important than the podcast. So, yeah. yeah,
1: so I guess if I wasn't doing the podcast... I don't know what would be the unimportant thing I'd be doing. Maybe watching TV. Probably.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah.
1: There's, there's pretty much never anything important about watching TV. Yeah. yeah no, it's the opposite of important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there you go. What you hear right now, least important. Yeah. Why does the sun make our hair lighter but our skin darker? Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. It
0: is. Why would it do the opposite on each part of your body?
1: Yeah. let's see, it's they they always thought about the sun is bleaching your hair. And if you put like furniture in the sunlight, it'll bleach the fabric. You can bleach out a carpet that way. Are we negatives? So yeah, why do we react the opposite way to sunlight? It just makes us a little darker.
0: We're negative. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. We're yeah. We're like negative film. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like the X-ray.
0: Yeah, we're an X-ray. Oh my God. Huh? Yeah.
1: I wonder if we're like absorbing the sunlight and storing it in tan, and then during the winter when you lose your tan, you know, it just warms yeah. you a little bit because it's releasing. <laughs> That's it right there. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't say any more with that with a straight face. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Like, like stated, stated before, before if, if you believe, believe anything we say or, or think thank of this, this podcast, podcast anything other, other than hyperbole, parody, and, and just plain stupidness, you're, you're dumber, dumber than us. And, and that's hard to, hard to teach. <laughs>
1: Have sex with your clone? Is it masturbation? And- if it's, you know, non-consensual sex with your clone, is that sexual assault? But here's an idea. If you have sex with your clone, is that cheating? Hmm. That's good. It's a tough one, isn't it? It's very tough. Because normally, if you're cheating, means having sex with someone outside the relationship. Yes. But if it's your own clone...
0: Technically No, but I'm gonna say that anybody in a relationship with you would say yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's probably that's the perspective
0: Yeah, I, I would say technically no, but really any you know, Cindy would be like, Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> you can't just go bang yourself. No. <laughs> I don't care if it's you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I would say that Val would protest that, yeah. yeah be like, yeah. hey, Mark, quit fucking yourself. So let's see. So sex with your with your own clone
1: is, did we decide that is masturbation? I think we did decide yeah. it was. And then if your clone objects, then you it have is, to, it's, you know, no means no, even yeah, if it's your yeah. own clone. Yeah. Um,
0: but I know my clone really well. I just get it in Snickers and it'll be like, okay. So. Yeah.
1: So then, and now we've decided sex with your clone, for all intents and purposes, is cheating because it matters to
0: your person,
1: your, your, your The
0: person you're with, your spouse would do yeah. it as, so therefore it would be documented as cheating. Yeah. And then it would depend on how far they wanted to take it after that. Yeah. You know, they could be like, ah, oh, it's over. They could be like, look, I'm giving you one warning because it was yourself. Yeah. Good thing there
1: aren't any clones yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. there will be a lot of court cases. You have people trying to marry their own clones, oh, yeah. and then you know, can then, you divorce your clone, and who gets the children? Because you're both the same person. Yeah. So. And where,
0: where is that where the um, where a child can uh, divorce their parents?
1: Yeah, you get emancipated.
0: Emancipated? You could probably do that from your clone. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want to be emancipated emancipated from my clone. My clone is a fucking idiot. He keeps doing yeah. stupid shit, and I can't stand him. I want away from him.
1: But make sure your clone signs his organ donor card.
0: Yes, that's true, because yes. you might need them someday.
1: <laughs> Go out and live your own life, but I got first dibs on your organs.
0: I got one for you. Okay. Would you eat clone beef? Ah,
1: auto cannibalism. Wow. Yeah. you mean eat eat your own clone, or just no, no?
0: All of a sudden cow. you're looking down the ads oh, and Price Chopper, okay. new cloned beef, hmm. buck five a pound. Wow,
1: I'd try it. I think I'd try it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just wondering. I'm not sure yet. I think I'd let everyone try it at first.
1: Yeah, see if they grow an me. extra arm. Yeah,
0: or... if something happens. I'll be yeah. like, oh, I think I'm gonna stay away. But a couple years later, everyone's still eating it and happy, I'm like, all right, okay, yeah. I'll take a clone T-bone, whatever. Yeah.
1: Wind up looking like something out of Altered States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great movie. I gotta watch that again.
0: That that was a great movie. That yeah, came out what like 77, 78, maybe.
1: Somewhere around. It was right before that. Remember that AHA video take on me? Oh, it would have been early 80s. It was right before that video because they, they. Was it that later? It was like 80, 82, something like that.
0: Okay. Yeah, AHA was probably like 82. Yeah. Because that was the first one that incorporated uh, um, animation. Yeah, that rotoscoping technique. Yeah.
1: yeah. But they took that the scene of him going back and forth and slamming the wall that was ripped directly off of Alfred
0: States states, yeah you're right
1: so the movie was first and then that video
0: you're right that would have been right in that time
1: yeah and then South Park has ripped that off too (laughs) yes slamming the wall
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and the funny thing is is on that only a certain amount of people would get that
1: yeah not
0: everybody would get that
1: yep But somebody will see that, and then years later see altered states and go, I get it now! (laughs) (laughs) The light has
0: dawned. Yep. (laughs) So, clone beef. I'll I'll give it a try. I'm going to wait. All right. I'm going to wait probably two years. All right. I'll let you
1: know if I, you know, have problems. You let me know. (laughs) Yep. Yep.
0: It turn into well, you a start on the getting morning. fucking cow fur on your back or some <laughs> yeah. shit. Uh, hey, Mark, I don't know. You know, you didn't eat one of those cloned beefs yet, did you? No. Uh, just hang on a minute. I'll let you know more.
1: I'm having a lot of trouble with my hooves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, talk to you later. <laughs> so, do animals have the ability to commit suicide? I've got a definite answer. Huh. I'd say no. They do. Really? It's been proven. Elephants do. Elephants get so sad that they wander off and they don't eat until they die. Okay. And they're perfectly healthy before that.
1: Yeah, I've heard about animals getting hurt. Birds do.
0: I've seen birds do it. Birds will hit a wall so hard. That they obviously see because they've been avoiding it and avoiding it. And then all of a sudden, they'll just like, bam!
1: Fly right into it and Yeah, and neck. then just
0: drop dead right there.
1: I know there have been dogs trained to you know, throw themselves on explosives, but yeah, that's but that, they that, because they were trained to. Because
0: they are trained to,
1: yeah. But, okay, well yeah, I guess I can see your point if an elephant...
0: Look it up. It's really interesting. So on a hunger strike. And there's other animals that do that, too. I mean,
1: think the more elk- intelligent the animal, the more likely they are to realize, you know, if I do this, then I'll die and can make that choice.
0: Yeah, and they'll be like, you know what, everybody that I cared about have been killed by these fucking uh, ivory hunters, mm-hmm. and I'm the only one here, and this sucks, and I'm ready to go see what else there is. Bink, yeah. Whatever. Mm. Sad. Yeah, it is. Why does rain drop but snow fall?
1: Good point. Yeah, no the snow drop doesn't sound right. No. Wow. Maybe because of the speed, snow is a little more slow because of the wind resistance. That makes resistance. more sense than anything I had. And then the rain just comes down as fast as it can. It, it shapes into the teardrop shape so it can slip through the air faster. Yeah. It it's was, more aerodynamic. Yeah, if, if the raindrop were at rest in oh. no gravity it would just be a ball.
0: When it freezes oh. up in air, all of a sudden it's yeah, it's, it's like those
1: round pellets that fall, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's kinda like a hey, I got a little automatic parachute on me. Yeah. Whee-
1: so it's the act of falling that pushes it into the raindrop shape. Yeah,
0: you see, I, I kind of see snowflakes falling through the air as, like, smoking a cigar and having, like, a fucking a IPA in their left hand. Yep, taking yeah. pictures
1: on the way down to the yeah, cell Yeah, phone. taking
0: selfies, going, hey, look at me, I'm a snowflake. <laughs> yeah, me. Hey. Okay. That kid wants me to land right there on his tongue, but I'm not. No, fuck him. <laughs> Turn I'm gonna, left at the last second. I'm going to go over the pole so he'll stick his fucking tongue on the pole because he's a stupid-ass... <laughs> He went to public school.
1: I'm going to fall right into the eye of this referee so he misses the play.
0: (laughs) Or his excuse.
1: Malicious snowfall.
0: (laughs) Here's one. This goes along with what we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. If you were cloned, would you be friends with it? Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Yeah. Because uh, being friends with it is a little bit different than being your nemesis. Someone... Completely different, but
1: yeah, you know, my clone would know how to make coffee just the way I like it,
0: exactly. Yep,
1: my clone would know right where it itches in the middle of my back. Yep, yeah,
0: yeah, I can see a clone being handy. No, I do too. I, I think my clone would be myself so much to where I could just be like, Yeah, you know, man, I was pretty pissed off about that. I was starting to get over it. What about you? Yeah, me too. I, mm. I think I'm okay now. I, I mean, you yeah, know, it's. It was kind of shitty the way they did that, but, you know, I'm kind of over it now. I understand, you know.
1: Imagine waking up and you can't remember if you're the clone or the original.
0: You know, what if your clone took off and said you were the original, and then they had some sort of a uh, thing where all clones have to die because there's too many people on Earth? Oh. Ah. And then they stole your birth certificate and everything it proved it was you? Wow. Now, that's like a Twilight Zone there.
1: That could be, yeah, definitely a Twilight Zone. Yeah, and how would you prove it?
0: Your clone would have all your information, and you wouldn't.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And if there was anything different about the
0: clone to identify, then it's not really a clone. Exactly. It's just a bad copy. So the clone would just be like, look, man, you know, I'm... This guy, he'd come up, you know, they cloned me. They said they are gonna, and then all of a sudden he'd come out of nowhere, you know, and <laughs> he's trying to say that he's me. I have all my stuff here, man. I made sure he didn't get it. Yeah. Like, no, he stole it from me. Uh, you know, Corp wouldn't believe that.
1: Your clone would remember everything you remember right up to the point where you were cloned. You would both remember being you, and you would both, and then...
0: Yeah, would be like, yeah, I remember remember when you uh, threw that dirt clod at Keith down the road and hit him in the mouth. Funny. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, good thing there are no clones.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: That we know of, that allegedly. Know of,
0: yeah, there probably is. We just don't know about it <laughs> Yes.
1: Yet, well, so. we'll have to wait and see if the UN declares war on clones tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the, way the UN has declared war on conspiracy theories. So the UN is telling us now what we can and cannot think.
0: This is going to go as well as the uh, war on drugs.
1: <laughs> yes. I
0: mean, the war on drugs,
1: they're saying don't, don't take illegal drugs. But this is telling you not to believe certain things because they think they're silly. Okay, isn't that my choice to make? I'll be damned if I'm going to let the UN tell me what I can and can't think. I agree. I'll be damned if I'll let the UN know what I am or am not thinking.
0: Well, that's where I'm at is why in the world would I ever (laughs) tell them? I don't like them anyhow.
1: And it's none of their freaking business what we all have going on in our heads.
0: on On the drive down here, you hit it. You said they're getting into mind control.
1: Yep. Yeah, we're being groomed by the U.N. They'll declare, oh, conspiracy well, theory. are is bad. already. they're shaming it, already. They're shaming it uh-huh. already. And then they'll say, okay, we're declaring war on, you know, racist talk. Yes. It's like, okay, well, it's bad to do that, but do we really need to make it illegal? No. um, You got to think about if something is made illegal. That's one thing, but then later they'll define other things as being that thing too. Yeah. Like if they can outlaw, you know, cars that go three hundred miles per hour, then it's easy to change that law to include cars that go seventy miles an hour, or sixty, or Mm fifty, and then decide let's declare a war on excessive speed in automobiles, and everyone should drive at twenty miles an hour. Oh, and by the way, no one gets to drive anymore. Your car will drive for you. Let's declare war on self, on people driving their own cars. Yeah. On and on and on. You know, it's it's bend the way people think. Tell them that the rational world of good people thinks this way, even though they're making all that shit up. Mm-hmm. They'll just tell you, oh, all the right-thinking people believe this, and you should too. None of their fucking business.
0: No. No, it really, and, and there's no reason in the world why uh, you should ever reveal to them how you feel.
1: No, I've, I've had employers demand to know what I was thinking or what I thought about something. I flat out tell them, no, you have absolutely no right to know what I'm thinking in my own head. My thoughts are my business, they're private, and there isn't a person on this planet who has the authority to yeah, demand that you tell them what you're thinking?
0: Oh I don't well nobody. They, ever. A guy at work asked me <laughs> a guy at work asked me what uh, you know, what political views, you know, do I lean towards and I said, I will never answer that to anyone at work. No. Because then people have preconceived notions about you. Yeah. yeah. If you say a lean conservative, so, suddenly yeah. you're like a Trumper and you and you're racist. And if you're a uh, liberal then all of a sudden you're nuts and and you got yeah. all this climate stuff that's going to you know, cost a fortune for that. You know, you want to tax everyone to death. You know, all this stuff, they think the worst-case scenario. And I, and I said, I will not reveal any of that ever.
1: Isn't that funny how if, if people get a vague sense of where, you, where your thoughts might lie, they generally presume the worst about
0: you? They do. I, I've noticed this over time. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed this. There, you, there's nothing to gain from telling anyone how you feel about anything yeah. politically. Like I said, I'm down the middle. It depends on what it is. Yeah. You know, like I would love to see Lake Mead fill back up, mm-hmm. but the way things are currently, with uh, with the way we're doing things, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think it's just going to become a dust bowl.
1: Unless, unless the climate switches again and we get an enormous bounce of rain every year to fill a back up. I mean, I guess it could. So, How do we yeah. know?
0: But right now, the way I see it is, is I think we trampled that place to death.
1: I, 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 don't, I don't see why heroic measures should be taken to preserve Lake Mead. It, it was there at the time. It served its purpose. Climate has changed. Move on. Quit trying to bend the planet to yeah. your will just go along with what the planet's providing mm-hmm. you know go build a dam and a reservoir
0: somewhere where it is raining exactly and then pipe it into where it's not raining uh-huh. or or learn how to get the salt out of seawater sea well they have but it takes so much the reconciliation they could they say it's you know way too energy
1: intensive yeah like i don't believe it i don't either because you know when when nuclear but you can subs, charge up all these electric yeah. cars Nuclear subs since the 50s, 60s, 70s. Exactly. Et they go out on these three, four month yeah. underwater excursions.
0: They are making their own. They're fresh making their water own energy. Yeah.
1: Out of salt water. Yeah. So they had plenty of energy.
0: No, there's another reason they're not yeah. doing it. It's because That's they're making money yeah. off of the old way, and yeah. they haven't figured out a way to make good money off the new way. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: that, it right there. That was the holdup on solar for so long, is because yeah. nobody could figure out how to tax sunlight. Exactly. So but what they did figure out is they could tax the equipment that you use the other sunlight and then they'll tax the energy that you gather.
0: Yes. Yeah, they have a little box there. Yeah. Yeah, so they get and so. it's just like some places they tax you on rainwater. Yeah. Welcome to Mark's Kansas City Corner. This is a segment dedicated to things to do around Kansas City you may or may not know about. Hello all. And welcome to Mark's Kansas City Corner. This is a regular feature that I'm going to be having on our podcast. And what it does is it takes a uh, focus on something in Kansas City that I find fascinating or I like. And it's going to put it in full range of what it is. And, um, and kind of bring to light what some people may not know what's going on. Uh, this time around it is a, a project called the Rock Island Bridge project the website is rockislandkc.com I encourage you to go there and check it out but the Rock Island Bridge it is an old trust bridge and it's a railroad bridge made for locomotions has been shut down for quite some time well this bridge has not been used for anything it it's just been sitting there so these, um, these investors Decided they all got together and they decided they want to open this bridge. But that I don't, they don't just want to open this bridge, they want to make this bridge into something special. This is going to be the first destination bridge, or one of the first in America, if not the first. And this bridge is going to be very interesting because on this bridge is going to be nature trails, parks, um, scenic overlooks. I believe it is also going to. I'll have to read a little bit more, but I believe it is also going to have condos on it, bars, restaurants, coffee shops, um, souvenir shops. It's going to be really cool. It's just going to be like a bridge, like a big party bridge, and it's going to be. It's going to be really neat. Anyhow, I'll go along with this a little bit. Uh, spanning both sides of the state line, the Rock Island Bridge. A first-of-its-kind entertainment district that will include bars, coffee shops, and restaurants could begin construction as soon as October, the developers said. On, on uh, last month, the unified government of Wyandotte, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas, approved a special use permit for the development. It's another box that we checked off last night, said Michael Zellner, a partner at Flying Trust LLC, which is building the venue. The project will transform the rusty locomotion bridge into an entertainment destination over the Kansas River. The unified government has invested two million, which is expected to be repaid through property tax collections and a special sales tax charged on the bridge. Zeller said construction expected to start sometime between October and December. He said the project could be finished as soon as next summer, since it will take nine to 12 months to build. Now that's a pretty good timeline. I, if that thing is available next summer, I mean, I'm on that thing no matter what. To me, that's really neat. It's a great idea. And, um, and it's also a great idea for people coming here. Uh, I, I mean, you know, you get to the airport and people that aren't from here, you get those little brochures and everything, and you see the landmarks. And that will be one of the first things people see is the destination bridge over the Kansas River. Uh, this thing is going to be approximately, it's right behind the Hyvie Arena, the Old Kemper Arena. And it goes to the other side, Kansas, over the Kansas River. And here it says, the Rock Island Bridge is uh, Kansas City, Kansas. It's a rail crossing of the Kansas River. It connects the Armadale, Kansas to West Bottoms. It is a truss bridge that is close to traffic. It was built in 1905. And it has two main spans and a smaller one on the east side. So that's, uh, that's a pretty cool thing. And if you get a chance, look it up online, like I said. It's, uh, it's a really neat deal. And um, I personally can't wait to be on this thing. And um, it, it's gonna be really neat. So, appreciating the recreational value of the Kansas River, the emergent energy in the West Bottoms and a growing demand for experiences that are unique and authentic. Flying Trust LLC was formed to reclaim the historic Rock Island Railroad Bridge. The RIB is an entertainment district and a new Kansas City metro landmark. A 50-year lease was entered into the, can- the city of Kansas City, Missouri, having received a replacement cost estimate from the Armadale Bridge of uh, about $3 million. A due diligence inspection was performed by Trans Systems Engineering, which found the bridge structure, integrity, and load capacity to be excellent hundreds of millions of dollars in recent public and private investment in infrastructure, commercial and residential development, and future development in the adjoining West Bottoms. So they're going to build up a district around it on each side, too. And there's also going to be nature trails on each side. And probably, you know, they're going to have to plant a lot of trees and put parks in there. So they're going to make this the Kansas River, which is really pretty in there. It's a nice looking river. Where it dumps it to the Missouri. I mean, it's really it's gonna be really neat So imagine all that park space. I mean, there's so many places that uh, have cool bridges like this Um, A couple that come to mind is the one in Omaha They call it the talking bridge in Omaha and in the middle of that bridge There's a little section there in the middle of the Missouri River of that bridge where it is um, right in between Iowa and Nebraska and you can sit there and sit there in between two states over the river and, you know, take selfies or whatever. And, uh, and that's a really cool bridge. And they have parks on each side of it and, and neat little areas and all that. But, I mean, the, the bridge itself doesn't have entertainment districts and coffee shops, but this will. And the other one that comes to mind is the one in Nashville, the pedestrian bridge. The pedestrian bridge is really, really cool in Nashville. That thing is fantastic, but it does not have bars and restaurants and food places in it or parks or anything like that. Matter of fact, when you get on that thing during the summer, it is hotter than hell. Uh, but it is a cool bridge, and you on one side you overlook Nissan Stadium, the other side you overlook downtown. And it's a pretty river i forgot the name of the river there but it's a pretty cool thing you can look down and see the party barges that they have there in nashville so recognizing the importance of the rib as an essential link in the kansas and missouri trail systems and as a and, and as a means to activate the river the unified government of kansas city kansas slash wyandotte county approached the ft to form a public slash private partnership to construct a public crossing and a trailhead on the rib, on the 700-foot bridge, this complements Flying Trust plan to expand the bridge with still, uh, um, well, basically still beams, and um, and so it, it looks to me like um, I know you can't see this, but I'm looking at it as it looked like the beams are going to put more beams down to where they can actually put land down um, over it, and and the land that they put down on top of this. It's going to be kitchens, coffee shops, bars, and event spaces, gardens, art, and public gathering space. Designs include a large community zone at the west end with spaces for boating and biking groups that serve children and families in ways that help activate the river. Trails and the bridge itself. The Wyandotte County Board of Assessment declares 69% of the bridge is public space. So almost 70% of the bridge is just going to be public domain to where, let's say you don't have a lot of money to spend, and maybe you got a couple bucks to get, I don't know, a Gatorade or something up there, for two bucks you can go up there, or for nothing, I mean you don't have to buy anything, you can go up on that river and just waste the whole day if you want, let's say you're the elderly, and you really have nothing going on, and you're kind of bored, and you're like, "Eh, I wonder what I'm going to do today, and you're still pretty mobile, and you do pretty well, and yeah, I was like, well, I think I'll go sit on the river, you know, sit on that bridge and just overlook the river and just, I don't know, watch, watch the pigeons fly by. To assess the the project's viability, the Kansas Secretary of Commerce appropriated matching funds for the uh, UG, Unified Government, to hire HRNA, the New York City-based firm that designed the High Line and, and uh, evaluates developments nationally. The High Line is something that's kind of similar to this uh The High Line goes along the East River, and it's built up with bars and restaurants, but it doesn't actually go over the river. It's on the side of the river, and it's really pretty. I've been there before, and there's really nice restaurants and bars and coffee shops, and you can sit there and watch the barges go in and out, or just whatever, you know, watch the pigeons shit or something. So it's pretty cool, and um, this place evaluates developments nationally to review the bridge project and the economics presented in the Flying Trust Pro Forma. HRNA concludes the Rock Island Bridge Project is economically sound and uh, with anticipated uh, revenues of over $25 million in its first six years of operation um, from its uh, projects and net margins averaging 30%. So any business where you get a 30% net profit, you're in good territory there. So the uh, committed two million cash investment for the uh, bridge is going to be paid back through CID and TIF taxes on the bridge. So it's all going to be paid back. And um, unified government, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, this is a great idea. The unified government once again is stepping ahead and doing and having some foresight and doing some things that are really cool. I mean this is a project to me that will really will enhance and help Kansas City for years and years to come and identify Kansas City. In October 2021, the commission again voted unanimously to invest an estimated five million more into enhancing this emerging river district with a levee top park, concrete levee trails and three concrete pathways to a waterfront that connect to long floating docks at both sides. Flying Trust is matching these public investments through the sale of equity at $100,000 per unit. These Class A membership investors will recover their full investment before the founders realize any, um, any dividends, then share the profits according to percentage of ownership stake. So I'm telling you, if you're an investor, this would be a great thing to jump on board with. Historic reclamation projects often involve participation along the public, private, and philanthropic uh, philanthropic sectors. The Kansas Department of Tourism has committed 25,000 to enhanced lighting as seen from I-670 and I-70. So that's cool, people are gonna be driving along the freeways and seeing this thing and going, oh my God, what is that? You know, people be turning around. Let's say someone's um, going from St. Louis to Denver and they're going through Kansas City, all of a sudden they see that, they're like, man, yeah, they may stop or earmark that for the next time they're going through, take a little stop and go there. So uh, a charitable fund has been established at the Greater Kansas City Community Foundation to assess with planning and other public space improvements to America's first destination landmark bridge. The Helsberg Foundation and Dickinson Foundation have separately committed 650000 to the project toward the construction of public spaces and enhanced amenities and other major donations are pending. That is pretty cool. You know, they're comparing this to the San Antonio Riverwalk, the St. Louis City Museum, the Minneapolis Riverfront, which is really cool. Um, I love the San Diego Riverwalk. I've only been there once, and I found it really cool. The river is very small. It's really not quite what you think it is, but the walk itself is very neat. It's beautiful. So um, this, this, uh, you know, it's it's going to be one of these landmark deals, like it says, and it's also going to help identify the city, America's first destination landmark bridge. We chose the 1905 bridge in this place along the Kansas Missouri border to be at long last embrace our metro's history of railroads, big rivers, and big bridges, and to help set into motion what is becoming a vibrant riverfront district the Rock Island Railroad Bridge in 1905 was an, an integral part, component of the Stockyard Districts, which on both sides of the Kansas, the Caw River, was the second largest beef processing center in the world. The American Bridge Company designed and built two 302-foot Pennsylvania-style trusses and are distinguished by a Camelback profile. And I think you can understand what a, camel bre- a Camelback profile is by the what a camelback would look like. The concrete foundations for the ab- abutments were laid 40 feet into the riverbed in 1912. A third shorter span was added to the eastern end when the channel was widened. Kansas City, Missouri purchased the bridge and its access easements where the tracks once lay in the early 1980s as a part of Kemper Arena parking expansion with thoughts of using the bridge as a pedestrian connector to the parking lots across the river. Since that time, the majestic structure is set unused its tracks long disconnected. So, um, that's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that you can look up. I mean, this thing has so much history, but I'm pretty excited about this whole project and I can't wait for it to be done. I hope it's done next year, like they say. Because I will be one of the first people on there And I'll bet you anything Me and Christopher, do, we again, do this podcast the from there. End of At least a few times If not see constantly later, mother, That would be the yeah, most fantastic yeah, thing around So this has been Mark's Corner I hope you enjoyed mother, it This is yeah, the kickoff yeah, episode yeah. I'm going to have a lot more things like this I'm going to have some uh, food reviews I'm going to have some reviews of other areas in Kansas City uh, check out some parks. I've got a bunch of different things I'd like to try and do and, and just um, just to kind of connect people with Kansas City and let, let them know what's out there, whether it's something being built or something that's been there a long time. There's a lot of stuff that people do not realize that's in Kansas City, that it, they're treasures, and they've been there forever, but nobody knows they're there. So my job here is to expose these little gems And to make sure to entice people to go check them out. Anyhow, this is Mark, and I'm really going to enjoy this Mark's Casey Corner. And until next time, have a good day. Hi there. This is Fucknut from Two Fucknuts and a Recorder podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please, go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get.